Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Veteran Minority Podcast. This is episode three. This is episode three. You know, everything's cool. We chilling. I appreciate everybody out there that was, um, that's been listening in to the episodes, you know. Uh, it gives me energy to keep going, so I appreciate everybody, all the support. Um, so thank you. So the topics of this show, today's show, is going to be um, struggles and championships. We're going to try to roll with that theme. Um, last episode, I talked about the Kareem Hunt situation, and I kind of want to talk about that a little bit more because I don't feel like I articulated myself to the point that I want that I wanted to, or the level that I wanted to. I felt like I kind of came off emotional. So what I want to say about this situation is what I was trying to say about that situation is as a young black man in the NFL you know what I'm saying this is not about not dating white women or yo young yo I told you the white women gonna get you in trouble it's not I'm not trying to come off like that this is about how a young black man needs to learn how to move when he's got that that much that level of money you know what I'm saying in this game in America and what I wanted to say was, and I hope that I said it, but I'm going to say it again, is it can never, ever, regardless if you're dealing with white women, black women, whatever type of woman you're dealing with, it can never, ever be you on a camera vis visibly angry and I guess you can twist it if they use the I'm white and I say so, I guess you can twist it and say that he was uh, aggressive towards the girl and that he kicked her. I didn't see him kick her. But um, that's basically what I was trying to say. And it can never be that. You know what I mean? Because whether you, whether she called you, whether because allegedly she was outside of his door, banging on his door, calling him nigga and saying nigga this and nigga that because him and his homies, I guess they were, the girls was there. The girls, this is, this is coming from the girl anyway. She said that they Kareem and his friend wanted to have sex with her and her friend, but they didn't want to. So he kicked them out, which I don't see a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, if you're not here to do what it is, whoop-de-whoop, get to stepping. I mean, that's no harm, no foul. He's, he's, not, a, he's not a rude guy for that. But um, I guess apparently she was drunk and inebriated, and somehow, some way, she ended up at his door, banging on his door, saying nigga, and saying all type of racial stuff, which never gets reported in the news, coincidentally. And regardless of all of that, though, for a young black man in this country, you know what I'm saying, making the level of paper that he was making before he got released, and I'm sure some of his money's guaranteed, so he's still going to be all right. But it can't be that, young bro. And to all the young brothers out there that's in the game, playing sports or whatever you're doing, like, it can never be that, bro. It can never be you as a black man, angry, shoving, screaming or whatever, getting physical or attempting to be... Uh, like in the video he looked like he was not able to be restrained it, it just can't be that you know what I'm saying because you're always going to be viewed as wrong even if you did nothing even if she spit on you even if she called you nigga even if she you know got a brick and threw it through your car window it doesn't matter what she did you know what I'm saying it matters what you did it matters how you react because they already think young black men are you know just Violent and angry and already just wanted to attack So it can never be that You need to have some security or some homies That can take care of those type of situations Because you see how quick You know, you get a little situation on you And they drop you from the team You know, 
And I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't see that he like, hit the girl or nothing like that. It wasn't nothing like that. He put his hands on her. Um, It didn't look good. It is not as, as a young, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, it, it, it's not a situation that he should have found himself in. It didn't look good regardless. Um, Myself, personally, I've been in a situation like that, eerily similar to that. Uh, Yeah, so it, it, it just can't be that, young bro. Like, you just got to make sure that, you know, you got just you and a buffer between like any friends of friends or girls that's just coming through or whatever because it can't it can't be you on camera because as you said as you see there's no room zero tolerance for black men not only in the NFL but but in this country you know what I'm saying there's a zero tolerance rule for us you know what I mean and you saw lean back to the Ray Rice um situation that they'll give you a punishment and then give you a worse punishment even though they came back and set rules for the one punishment it doesn't matter there's no rules for dealing with you as a black man, and I just want to make sure that I put this out into the world because I think a lot of brothers need to understand that. There are no rules when it comes to dealing with you. It's however they feel like dealing with you. When you're Ben Roethlisberger, you can rape two white women and, you know, not go to jail and, you know, you're still a great quarterback. But if you're Ray Rice and you do something, and I'm not saying what Ray Rice did was, was right, or if you're, you know, Colin Kaepernick and you take a kneel, you know, you out the game. You know what I'm saying? You don't get any mistakes, so... I just wanted to reopen the show on that note just to, let them, just to try to clarify my position on that. My position is, as a young black man, you just got to be more aware that you're a target for no reason. And, and it is no, not, this is not to be woe is me. This is just to be informative and to get young brothers to stand on their square and stand solid because, you know, this game is going to test us. This game is going to test you. And it tested Kareem Hunt. And, you know, he just got to learn. So I just hope that. I just want to make sure I clarify that and not be emotional. But speaking of Colin Kaepernick, though, um, his name popped up back in the news recently, as of today, and the uh, the Washington franchise up up there in D.C. they were, I guess, going to take a look at Kaepernick, but said that they didn't want to sign him because his skill set doesn't fit their team. And I'm like, here we go with that. My skill set doesn't his skill set doesn't fit the team. Bullcrap. Because you got Mark Sanchez, dude, and Mark Sanchez, his skill set doesn't fit any team, and it hasn't fit any team in some years so I'm sure you know what I mean I'm sure Colin Kaepernick you know he's been a he's been a Colin Kaepernick's been a Pro Bowl player I mean we can go through his resume Pro Bowl player you know set playoff records you know played in the Super Bowl like this brother has a pedigree that Mark Sanchez does not have and you signed Mark Sanchez over Colin Kaepernick we all know what the game is we know what the league read we know that that um the brother Kaepernick, he stood up for something that y'all don't really care about. And when I say y'all, I mean the white American citizen. The average white American citizen does not care about uh, police brutality because not, it does not affect them. And that's cool. Now, I mean, it's not cool, but, you know, whatever. But at the same time, you know, Colin Kaepernick ain't do nothing violent. And, you know, we could retread all that. But it's just funny when they try to play these games, when they say that the brother's skill set doesn't fit uh, the team. Because at the end of the day, y'all are, what, down to your third quarterback, any skill set. You know what I'm saying? You guys are calling dudes that's on the couch, man. Like, this is not, you guys aren't, you know, this isn't free agency and y'all signing quarterbacks that have just played. Y'all, you guys are mid-season trying to piece together, hopefully get to the playoffs. You should be trying to get the best quarterback that you can get. And Colin Kaepernick is still the best quarterback on the market. And Mark Sanchez being signed just kind of cements that even more. Because he played like ass in the little bit of time that he had. He came in, he handed the ball off. 
got a touchdown and he was over on the sideline drinking Gatorade like he like he you know what I'm saying let a drive and then and then he went on a two-minute drive and got a feel he's Mark Sanchez and he's gonna continuously be the same Mr. Butt fumble the same Mr. throw interceptions and look up at the damn jumbotron like a motherfucking idiot that he's been since he came into the league man he'll do some good stuff but he's Sanchez I don't I don't know what else to say um, and the fact that Colin Kaepernick, who has an actual pedigree in this league, has led teams to playoff wins and damn near won the Super Bowl, can't get on the roster simply because of his political views. You know, America, we still need it. We still you need to check yourself. And white Americans, you need to check yourself, too, because the brother's being blackballed simply because of his political views. But, you know, you all can't get blackballed for your political views because your political views are the status quo. And there's a lot of your political views are problematic, too. And his are the least problematic political views of them all. Like, all he's saying is, yo, we need to, you know, check ourselves when it comes to police brutality, how we how we treat black people. Black people getting shot down in the streets. But, you know, <clears throat> we know. We know that, 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 that America don't really care about that. So, um, yeah. So, keeping on with the NFL, though. Monday Night Football came on last night. I talked a little bit about it when I talked about um, the Sanchez and how trash he played. But uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys have an interesting game coming up this Sunday that I'm actually intrigued about. You know, I find myself. Uh, it's like going to be Christmas Sunday, man. I'm looking forward to Sunday because I want to see if the Cowboys defense is for real. I want to see because those linebackers against the Saints, they look like, you know, they had came of age and they was ready for the big time and. All the Cowboys fans are, you know, got Super Bowl rings already tattooed on them and plant, buying Super Bowl tickets, buying it, buying tickets to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. And uh, I just want to see now when, when, when the pressure's on and the division is on the line, what the Cowboys defense ends up doing. You know what I mean? Um, I wasn't overly impressed with the Eagles last night. I was impressed with Carson Wentz because he's working back. And I was critical of Carson Wentz, and I have been, but... I saw the brother last night, man. He was zipping the ball in. He was moving around in the pocket, you know, creating stuff for his team. I have to give I have to give credit. Fletcher Cox and that defensive line looked all right uh, last night. Um, I mean, they're playing against Mark Sanchez, though, so I don't know what to take from that. <laughs> I don't know what to take from that. I don't know how much credit I can give them. I feel like I can get more credit from the what the Cowboys did last Thursday than I can from what the Eagles did. Um on Sunday so I mean Monday night so I am leaning and I know this is gonna be a shot coming from me but I'm leaning towards the Cowboys way on, on Sunday you know what I mean I'm hoping that the Eagles win because I, I love nothing more than to see the Cowboys fail and lose and the Cowboys fans get their hearts broken because now the Cowboys think they got a defense they think they got a defense now they got these two linebackers, Jalen Smith and Vander Ash. They got Zeke. They got Amari Cooper. They have no excuses now. You know what I mean? But when they lose, because they inevitably will lose because they're the Cowboys, I just love to see, you know, the tears, the Cowboy tears. My cup runneth over with Cowboys tears. You know what I mean? My cup runneth over. And the second drink that I like to drink most besides Cowboy tears is Eagles tears too. You know what I'm saying? I got Eagles fans and close friends that are Eagles fans, so... I just love to see when the Eagles fail. But I, in this case, I really don't want to see the Eagles fail. I would rather see the Cowboys fail than the Eagles. So I'm hoping that the Eagles can win it on Sunday. But I don't have much faith. Because um, I think the Cowboys are legit, man. And that's a lot. 
that's a lot coming from me. So uh, my Steelers, yeah, I know. I gotta eat some crow. I gotta face the. I gotta face the music on my Steelers. Um, we were up twenty three seven at halftime. I fell asleep on the game because I was like, yo, we're up 23-7. We're at home. Our defense was flying around. Bud, to Bud Dupree, you know what I'm saying, was doing his thing. Uh, uh, TJ Watt was doing his thing. Big Ben was finding Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown up the sideline. So I was like, yo, man, I'm about to just fall asleep. I got stuff to do in the morning. You know, we up 23-7. Usually when, when, usually when we get up that big, you know, we close it out. And I woke up. With like a minute left in the game, and it was the game was 30-30, and San Diego was driving. And I'm like, man, how the hell did we get here? So um, it's the least to say that I'm disappointed in our performance this week. Uh, we're on a two-game losing streak now. We've let Baltimore back in the damn division. And they got a little surge because they just made a change at quarterback, which was much needed. So, you know. My team is letting me down. I'm talking a lot of trash about the Cowboys, but my team seems to be on the verge of a late season collapse. And so I'm hoping we can pull it together. Um, hold on, let me pull up the schedule right quick. See who we got left. See who we got left. Yeah, cause uh, I'm. It's getting that crunch time. We're seven four and one at the moment. Lost, lost a, lost a game that we normally win. Up to San Diego, we're normally good when we beat San Diego, but we just seem to have blown. This game, Big Ben played like, like Big Ben can play sometimes. And he's he's got his radio show and he's calling out his teammates, but he can't even stop throwing interceptions in the red zone. So our next game is against the Raiders. We should win that game against the Raiders, but Lord knows what us. We'll go up to Oakland and just lay an egg. But I'm I'm predicting we should win that. So that'll put us. We got the Raiders, the Saints, the Patriots, and the Bengals. So we got a tough schedule. So we need to buckle down. That 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 that. Yeah, that San Diego game, we shouldn't have let that one get away from us. And we did, so I'm disappointed in my boys. Big Ben, you need to get it together. I'm not a big fan of him either, honestly. I'm probably one of the few Steelers fans that isn't. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the San Diego. Yeah, San Di- uh, not San Diego. Carolina. I watched the Carolina game a little bit this week, too, because I like to check in on my boy Cam. I like checking on all the black quarterbacks from time to time. I watched a little bit of Deshaun Watson as well. Um, but then I watched Cam. Yeah, Cam had an abysmal game, man. He... He threw, what, four interceptions and, like, he threw two in the red zone. Cam, yo, yo, Carolina's on, like, a four-game losing streak as well, too. I'm going to need Cam to get it together, too, out there in Carolina. They, they utilized uh, Christian McCaffrey very well in that offense. You know what I mean? I think he had, like, over 100-some yards from scrimmage and a couple of touchdowns. So that was good. But, Cam, man, you got to get out of your own way with the turnovers because Carolina's slumping bad. And that wild card race is getting pretty close. So, but, um... Yeah, man. So that's all I got for sports this week. Very, very uh, minimal. I'm working my way back into following sports more relig- more religiously. But what we got, though, as far as uh, hip-hop, you know what I mean? Meek Mill just dropped his album, Championships. And I'm proud of the brother, man. I can honestly say that when Meek Mill first came out, I was not a big fan of him. I didn't, I'm not going to say I wasn't a big fan. I didn't believe in his stardom. I didn't believe... That he would actually no, that's right to say I wasn't a big fan. I didn't I didn't see what everybody else saw. I thought I thought the star of the group, the one that would that would that would blow and be like the international sensation or would it, the biggest star out of MMG would be Wale. I thought it was gonna be Wale because I think Wale I thought Wale was poised to do it. But um, nah, man, Meek Mill is a star, man. Meek Mill is a superstar, dog. 
You know what I'm saying? He got the bars to back it up. He got the substance. He can make a hit. He understands how to follow trends, you know what I'm saying, without losing the substance of who he is. Yeah, man, Meek Mill uh, with championships, yeah, he arrived. The songs, some songs that stood out to me, obviously. Um, the the Jay-Z song, the one where the Jay-Z assisted in Rick Ross. Uh, What's Free samples the Biggie beat, What's Beef. That's a standout track. Um, Trauma. Trauma was a, was, a, was a dope track. It samples... Uh, I don't know the act, the original sample, but I know it reminds me of the getaway from Mob Deep. That's where I know that sample from, and I'm banging with that. And then uh, the intro, and then uh, there's a few other tracks on there. Going bad with Drake. Uh, he got the song. He got a song with Twenty One Savage that slaps. So yeah, I'm yeah Meek Mill. You know he came back strong off off the Fed case. I mean not off the Fed case, off the off the case drama up in Philly. Um, so yeah, I'm proud of the brother, man. He came a long way. I didn't like I said I was not a believer in Meek. Um, nah, I just wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't I, I, I wasn't I didn't think that his bars I didn't I didn't because Philly rappers Philly rappers the history of Philly rappers is they have bars they all can rap they all every rapper that ever came out of Philly can rap and, but that's all they can do is rap so you had Beanie Siegel he came through and Beans did a little thing Cassidy but Cassidy was one of those rappers that you know he all he could do was make Bar, he could just rhyme bars. He couldn't, he couldn't make a hit. And I, yeah, I know he had hotel with R. Kelly, but come on, B, like that's R. Kelly and Swiss Beats. And R, and, and 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 I feel like history will show that Cassidy didn't sustain his hits, his run of hits, meaning that he couldn't generate and make hits for himself. So I feel like I'm right on that one. And Beans, Beans can make hits. Beans had bars. Beans just was on some self destruction, man. Beans just couldn't get out of Beans' own way. Beans was popping pills and going in and out of jail, similar to Meek, but, you know, but Meek is staying, standing strong right now. You know what I'm saying? Meek still got the album, still got the hits. He still got, he hasn't, he didn't, has alienated himself from uh, his team like, like uh, Beans did too. Well, I think Beans got caught, Beans got caught up in the, uh, the Rockefeller breakup. So he chose, Dame at first Then he went to Jay It was all messed up And that stalled his career too And then like I said The jail stints And Beans just wasn't focused Beans just wasn't focused I think Meek Mill is more focused Than Beanie Siegel was So that's why I, I'm, I'm gonna give him that I'm gonna give Meek Mill You know And there's uh, Corrupt is from Philly too But Corrupt is Man Corrupt is a West Coast rapper So um, Not many Philly rappers Can do much Outside of just Spit bars And gangster shit Like Yeah <laughs> that that's really all the Philly rappers like AR Ab man it's mad cats out of Philly that they just like I said they just spit bars and gangster shit you know um what else do we have as far as hip hop music that that just came out that was hot um Oh, no, I talked about, no, I talked about Dummy Boy. Uh, there's a few albums that I got to get to. Matter of fact, yeah, I haven't, no, I don't, little, the Little Baby, I got to check out The Little Baby. I got to check out The Streams of Thought. I mean, Streams of Thought by Black, Black Thought. I got to check out both of those. And I'll be back to talk about those on the next episode. Um, yeah, man. Um, Big Crit dropped a few singles. Big, Big Crit dropped an LP. Yeah, that's that's who dropped some new music. Big Crit. I can't believe I forgot about that. 
Big Crit just dropped some new singles. Uh, he dropped an EP called Double Down, Learn From Texas, and uh, Pick Yourself Up, which samples, Pick Yourself Up samples the Izzy Brothers. And uh, Learn From Texas is some like chopped and screwed uh, Texas influence. But both of those joints bang, to me, anyway. And I'm a Big Crit fan. I'm a stand for that dude. Um, big, both of those joints bang, like I said, especially the... Um, the pick yourself up is motivational, man. To get your head right, get your get your focus right, type of music. Um, so if you're looking for something new as far as that, yeah, Big Crit definitely got it on lock. All right. Um. Oh yeah, I forgot about Fetty. Yeah. Um. I don't think I talked. Yeah, Fetty. I never talked about Fetty. Yeah, currency and drop currency and uh, Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, they dropped Fetty on October thirtieth. So that was on my birth October thirty first. So it was like a birthday gift for me. But yeah, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That album bangs. Uh, production by the Alchemist. Freddie Gibbs is on steroids, verbally, lyrically. Currency is too, but. Currency is not is not fucking with Freddie Gibbs on this and that and this like I said this is a string of Freddie Gibbs releases too because Freddie 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 Gibbs for those that don't know too dropped Freddie earlier this June and that he's on something on that too spitting like just lyrical crack rock so I'm happy man ever since Freddie Gibbs got out man he ain't been wasting time he been getting back to the bars um yeah I think that's gonna do it uh, for this episode this week thank you for everybody who's out there listening. <clears throat> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Veteran Minority. That's my Twitter handle. So if you want to follow me and see what I'm tweeting about and things like that, um, please subscribe to my YouTube page, Demetrius Collins on YouTube. I want to thank everybody again for supporting the podcast. For those of you that have been supporting it and listening to it, thank you. I'm going to keep going. I'm trying to keep growing and getting better. Oh, also, if you have any questions or comments or anything you want to add, please email the show at veteranminoritypodcast at gmail.com. That's veteran minority podcast at gmail.com. And all right, till next till next Monday, y'all. I do this podcast every Monday and Wednesday. So until next, I release the podcast Monday and Wednesday. So the next time you'll be hearing from me is next Monday. So all right, peace.